the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father his child. And children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The word of the week is doom scrolling. Right now, our country is a train wreck. An historic collision of pandemic and politics and race and recession. And we want answers. We want answers so that our world makes sense. But our world does not make sense. Not in the short run, at least. And the short run can last for decades or centuries. So we self-medicate. Among other things, we doom-scroll. We spend hours scanning news feeds and commentary and images and video as if somehow they could save us. As if somehow they were true. But they are not. They are filled with rumor and gossip and lies and threats. So we are endlessly afraid. And when we are afraid, we lash out at each other. And if we fight each other long enough and strong enough, Society crumbles, and that is the end of us. Jesus' world was just like ours. 
It was a frightening time filled to the brim with horrible things. With demons and disease, racism and rejection, tyrants and injustice and intimidation and rigged trials, and beatings and betrayal and hate and death. And that is just the first half of Matthew chapter 10. Jesus knew that a society wrecked like that could terrify his disciples. So this morning Jesus calls them close and gives each one of them a little bit of himself. He calls each one of them close and he gives each one a little bit of authority pulled out from his own divine essence. He reaches inside himself and he puts a bit of his divine stuff on them to protect them and in them to energize them. And then he sends them out into a horrible world to love, to do good in a world gone quite bad. And this morning, as they go out the door into that nation just like ours, a nation broken by pandemic and politics and race and recession, Jesus reminds them three times, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Jesus was not naive, then or now. He warned of a world where parents and children would turn on each other. Today, think of abuse and abortion. He warned of a world where he, Jesus, the light of the world, would instead be called the Lord of Darkness, Beelzebul. And notice how our world reviles him now. He warned of a world where his pastors and his people would be hated and hunted down because they bear his holy name. And our first prayer at this altar each week, our very first prayer, is always for the martyrs being tortured and killed all around our world. And it's getting worse for us, not better. So if Jesus knew that his disciples would be attacked and wounded and suffer, how could he send them and us out into a horrible world and tell us not to be afraid? It's because Jesus goes with us. And there is nothing in this world bigger than Jesus, the Savior, the light of the world. Here is your consolation. What Jesus did to them, he has done to you. None of you are apostles, of course, but each one of you has had an apostolic experience. At your baptism, Jesus reached inside himself and pulled out a bit of his divine stuff And he put that on you to protect you, 
He branded you with his own holy name right between your eyes in this life, especially in a society gone so wrong, that brand, that name, may someday get you hunted down and betrayed and even killed. It is frightening what is happening now. But anybody who kills you has not had the last word with you. That last word about you comes from the very last chapter of Scripture, Revelation 22, verse 4. It tells us that heaven is filled with the folks who have Jesus' name on their forehead. That is their distinguishing mark. So there is nothing in this world that is bigger than that Jesus and his baptism. And there is more. Today at this Holy Supper, you will have another apostolic experience. Here at this altar, Jesus reaches inside himself and pulls out a bit of his divine stuff and puts it in you to energize you. One of the most ancient names for the Holy Supper is the Viaticum, food for the journey. It's the reason we always try to give the Holy Supper at last rites. Because this divine food, the same holy body and holy blood that was once nailed to the cross, not only forgives and energizes you for divine life in this world, it becomes your ticket to the next world. When you die, this is your guarantee of everlasting life. Drenched in divine love, before the face of the Holy Trinity, forever. Today in verse 22, when Jesus tells his disciples to endure until the end, he is not asking them to screw up the courage to save themselves. He's not even asking them really to be brave. It is actually quite the opposite. He is begging them to stay where he has put them, to rest inside his tender care, inside his divine life, inside his holy name inside his last supper, inside his gifts and his way and his truth and his life. So no matter where they go and no matter what they do, and no matter what others do to them, all is well. It is exactly the same for you. And it is why doom-scrolling is a waste of life. You do not need to be afraid in this world. Because in this world, there is nothing bigger and brighter than Jesus, the light of the world, the Savior, and what he's done to you. 
Yes, in the short run of decades and centuries, the world comes apart and it does not make sense. But in the long run, the demons are defeated and illness disappears. And racism is a fool's game. Tyrants are crushed, truth wins out, death dies, and we go home to heaven. But between now and then, we stay put. We are who we are no matter what. And we endure just as Jesus says, by learning what our teacher teaches and doing what our master does. So we go out into this broken world and like him, we bring healing and hope and love to every last person we meet, without regard for pandemic, or politics, or race, or recession. Because if Jesus wants anything, Jesus wants all his children home again, all of them. And he honors us by asking us to help him make disciples and make them stronger. And in his work, in his work, there is absolutely nothing for us to fear. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.